The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. you hold your Bible, whatever you're reading from, cell phones, uh, iPads, uh, iPhones a little higher, Samsung's a little low, who are we's, and all the other ones, just forget it. This is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter, a doer, not just a hearer. Today, I'll learn from God's word, and my life will never be the same, because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. I have one more announcement before we get into the word, one more announcement before I preach. Uh, The 6th and the 9th of January, uh, please reserve those dates for faith week, okay? The 6th and the 9th of January, uh, please reserve uh, those dates for faith. In fact, we have our special guest for Faith Week. He, he uh, got a message prepared uh, just for this Sunday. Uh, let us turn our attention to the faith news. Hello, Tafara and Tipo and all the good people at Faith Hill Church. This is Greg Fritz, and I'm looking forward to being with you very soon. We're going to have a meeting in January to start out our new year. We're going to learn. We're going to laugh. We're going to rejoice in the Lord. You don't want to miss it. I'll see you very, very soon. God, thank you, Jesus. And so the plan is to have Greg Fritz uh, right here with us from the 6th to the 9th of January. So what that means is uh, you and I have to preach for a change of policy from the U.S. so that Greg can fly in here and fly out without having to quarantine when he gets back home. Amen. Uh, there's someone else. Eagle's Nest construction update. Yes, I've got that on here. Uh, man, I'm excited about going back to Eagle's Nest. Five minutes from my house. Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm looking forward to that. But the reason, on a serious note, the reason we have to go back is because they couldn't guarantee us some of the rooms we wanted here. And so the reason we had moved initially was to make sure we have uh, four or five other breakaway rooms that we can use, especially for the youth. You know, my heart is for the youth, the teenagers. You know, I always share with our elders because I spend a lot of money on the youth and I always get into trouble. But I always tell them, uh, with some of these guys, we only have about a max of four years before they go to university. And if we don't pump the gospel in them uh, during the, the window, the four-year window that we have, they're going to go to UCT or whatever crazy place. You know, I'm not saying UCT is a crazy <laughs> place, but, but they're going to go to university, and they're going to be, they're going to start pumping new age stuff in them. I mean, it's crazy out there. And so uh, th- this is why we invest. If you go today, I'm told, they, they, I mean, they know how to spend money. I am told today is Donut Sunday. And they went and bought a bunch of them from Krispy Kreme. So when I say we walk by faith and not by just run there, you might find some leftovers, okay? <laughs> but the construction up, update is the ground is ready. We, we've been given a piece of ground there to put up 
our classrooms there, man, they're going to be beautiful. Um, uh, uh, we, so construction starts on Tuesday. We're going to start building uh, these prefab, you know, kind of structures, air conditioning, uh, world class. You, you know my, you know my steez. It's going to be nice. Amen. We're going to put a jump. Uh, what do they call that? Where the kids play? Jungle gym. We're going to put a jungle gym there. And so kids can play and be safe. Uh, that's going to also help us cut down on Paw Patrol because it's a little safer. You know, we'll still have Paw Patrol, but, you know, we, it won't be as hectic as here where we actually literally have to have someone, you know, making sure, you know, nothing happens. So, yeah, that's construction update. And the 9th of January is going to be our first service there. So we look forward to seeing all y'all there. Amen. And so we're going to get into the word. Uh, Engineer Chris, you want to uh, put my time up? Man, I don't want to preach the whole day. So, yeah. I'm going to get my wife to come on up, to come on up. And I, I actually never finish preaching. I just stop because the time is up. I mean, I could preach for five days. <laughs> you know. But uh, we've been talking about thanksgiving yeah. and praise. Yeah. And how many of you were blessed last week? Yeah. Just listening to those testimonies. I mean, God is doing amazing stuff in people's lives. Jesus is still alive. Amen? And it's, it's awesome to know. And we read uh, about the ten lepers last week uh, that Jesus gave a word to. He said, go and show yourselves to the priest. And the Bible says, as they went to show themselves to the priest, they were cleansed. In other words, they received their healing. And then, uh, you know, I'm about to share with you what I think is such a sorry statistic. Mm. It says out of the 10, only one came back to say thank you. No, that's 10%. That's 10%. Mm. I mean, out of 10 people, if this statistic is anything to go with, sure. man, we, we are sorry people as human beings, <laughs> right? But thank God we are not a part of the nine. Someone okay. shout, I'm a part of the one. I'm a part of the one. Someone shout, I'm a thanksgiver. I'm a thanksgiver. In fact, that's what scripture tells us. It says we should give thanks for this is the will of God for our lives. Yes. God's will for us as his children is to give him praise. Amen. It is to give him thanks. It is to honor him. Amen. And so that's what we looked at. And we also learned last week that the word complaining, which is the opposite of giving thanks, the word complaining is the Greek word loon. Mm, yeah, L-U-W-N. L-U-W-M, yeah. yep. which means to remain mm -hmm. or to stay another night. Ouch. You want to share a little bit Ouch. about that? Yeah, no, absolutely. So the word opposite of, of thanksgiving, the opposite of giving uh, thanks, is to just complain about things, right? But what most people don't realize when they're complaining is that complain means to remain or to stay another night. And so really, well, as you're complaining, man, you're remaining stuck in, in that situation place. that you're complaining about. You know, when yeah. you're complaining, you know, when you're murmuring, man, you are staying another night it is as in a that man same hotel. In the same in complaints <laughs> hotel. You know, you could put it that way or stuck in your situation. It is as a man who, you know, sometimes when you're at the hotel, some of you have done this before, mm. uh, your, your, you know, the card yeah. you use to, yeah, what do they call that? Your access card. Into your room. You know, sometimes you want to extend your stay. And mm. so you go down to the help desk and you say, hey, please reprogram so that I can get more days on the card. Anybody mm -hmm. know what I'm talking about? Yep. And essentially, that's what happens when you complain. When yeah. you complain about something, you're essentially going to the help desk and saying, you know what, why don't you extend my stay here? Yep. 
And it's indefinitely, eh? And it's indefinite. Yeah. And so, I mean, some people complain so much uh, so that yeah. when they go to the help desk, those people will just say, you know what? You are a resident. We'll just give you 52 weeks in advance because you complain so much. Absolutely. And, and this is a graphic picture yeah. of what happens to someone who has become a complainer yeah. and not someone who gives thanks. God has called us to be people that give thanks, to be yeah. uh, people that express our gratitude, especially back to him. Amen. He calls it giving glory to God. Amen. And so, uh, today we're going to move on. Can we, we haven't finished the story. So, only one of the ten lepers came back to give thanks. Yeah. And we know the scripture says that this man received more than just healing, you know, while the other nine received healing. In other words, the leprosy completely stopped in its tracks in their bodies. The one that went back to give thanks to Jesus, the scripture says he became whole. You yeah. know, and we, we learned last week that that word whole means nothing missing and nothing broken. Mm. And so, I mean, I don't know how you view nothing missing, nothing broken. But I'd like to believe when this man was made whole, you know, where he had limbs that were missing, man, they grew back. Yeah. You know, where his finances were lacking, man, those finances were completely restored. Yeah. Where there were relationships that were, you know, shaky because of, yeah. of, of his leprosy and because of his disease. I believe those relationships were supernaturally more restored. I mean, this man... Not only got healing, but he got so much more. And that's the power of thanksgiving. Man, that's the power of just coming back to Jesus and saying, thank you, Lord. Man, it's, it's awesome. Yes, Restoration. It is. It's just yes, amazing. It is. And I mean, this thing we're talking about, uh, don't apply it in your life as a technique. Mm. You know, and, and I have <laughs> to say this. Uh, Christians, you know, sometimes we're just looking for a principle mm. to apply uh, and we don't mean it. You know, mm. you teach a sermon like this. Someone, okay, Thanksgiving. Oh, okay, all right, I'll give you Thanksgiving. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And nothing happens because they're not sincere. Mm. What we are talking about is a way of life. Mm. It's a lifestyle. Mm. You ought to be a thankful person. Where, hey, listen, ladies, if a man opens the door for you, what do you say? Thank hey, you. Hey, it's just good manners. But when it comes to the Lord, not only is it good manners, it's actually a spiritual force mm. that will open an entire new world uh, for you. Amen. 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 I said amen. amen. And so we're going to go to First Timothy 6. Uh, we're going to read from verse 6 to 10. And, uh, you know, we, we, we find out another uh, aspect of uh, being thankful uh, that I believe we can incorporate in our lives uh, and it will help us become even more thankful. It is found in 1 Timothy chapter number 6 from verse 6 to 10. You want to read that? Awesome. Okay, I'm going to read in the King James. Okay. But godliness with contentment is great gain. Did you hear that? Let me read that one more time. I'm going to ask you to read sure. it one more time. But godliness with contentment is great gain. And before she finishes, just a, a few definitions here. Uh, contentment, that word contentment is simply this. An inward, someone say inward. Inward. It is an inward. In other words, contentment does not come from the outside. Man, that's good. See, a lot of people are waiting for something to happen over there to start living a life of contentment. Mm. Contentment is not a, 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 you know, a fruit of circumstances. Mm. Contentment is an inward state. Amen. It's an inward state of happiness and satisfaction that is then reflected on the outside. Contentment in, is based on knowing who we are in Christ. Amen. When you know who you are in Christ, 
you're going to be content. Mm. This is why the Apostle Paul mm. said, I've, I've, I've learned. Now I know how to abound and how to abase. It doesn't change me in any way because mm. I am content. Amen. And then he says here, godliness, when you mix it up with contentment, will bring gain. Great gain. Great gain. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. What does it say? Verse, verse 7 says, for we brought nothing into this world. And it is certain we can carry nothing out. And this is the mindset. If you're going to be content, you have to be of this mindset. Yeah. I, I came naked. No one came with the Air Jordans on. and the, <laughs> No, you came naked. And when you leave, you're going to leave just the same <laughs> way you came. Amen. 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 And, and, and if you're going to be content, you need to carry this mindset. Amen. I brought nothing. I'm taking nothing out. Mm. Watch what else he says. It says, and having food and raiment, let us be there with content. But they that which... Uh, <laughs> This is fancy English. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. Essentially what he's saying is, those that crave mm. to be rich. Mm. There's nothing wrong with being rich, but those that have an unhealthy oh, desire for stuff. Sure. We talked about it last week, you know, go through uh, uh, magazines when we were young, you'd go through magazines. Mm with your brother or your sister is mine. And they say mine. And, you, you know, you're choosing nice houses. Was, that, was I the only one who did that? You know? I think you might have been. And, <laughs> and, and essentially what it did is it, 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 it's <laughs> amplifying your deficient. Mm. And some of you, you know, you didn't have a chance to do it with mag uh, magazines. Uh, you are young in the Instagram age and you're scrolling down. Ooh, I wish I had that. Ooh, yeah. I wish I had that yeah. body. Ooh, I wish I had that car. Oh, I wish I had that kind of money. Oh, I wish shame. I was in. Man, mm. all of that is, 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 is the description that we see. The, those mm. that desire, they have yeah. an, a craving, an unhealthy craving for stuff. He says it's going to throw them into sin. Now watch what he yeah. says in verse 10. And all of us know verse 10. Yeah, then it says in verse 10, For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. And so... Money is not a problem. Uh -uh. God wants you to have money. That's it. The problem is the love of money. Mm. You know, I've, I've, people say things like, 2021, I'm going to get rich or die trying. <laughs> that's, 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 a, that's a rap song. That's, uh, <laughs> they say, I'm going to get rich or die. That, that's an unhealthy craving yeah. Yeah. for money yeah. that will get you into trouble. Yeah. Uh, people will say, hey, listen, if I have to backstab someone at work mm. and lie on them mm. and cheat on them and so that I can get this promotion, all of that is an expression mm. of the love of money. They yeah. will do whatever they can to get ahead. And in saying the love of money is the root of all, not mm. some, all. of all evil. Yeah. How do we cure that? We cure that by godliness with contentment. Amen. How do you become content? That's what we're going to help you with. Uh, this morning, how do you maintain uh, that inward state of happiness and satisfaction so that you can reflect it on the outside? Number one, you ready? You taking down notes? Number one, stop. Someone say stop. Stop. Stop and look back and count your blessing. Amen. Amen. Just stop already Come and on. look back and begin to count your blessing. Come on, now that's that's really powerful. Because really, what, what counting your blessings is doing is it, it's changing your focus. 
You know, it's changing what your mind is focusing on, man. Counting your blessing is changing, you know, what your, th th what your thinking is focused on. You know, you've probably heard that your, your mind is like a magnifying glass. Well, your minds are like a magnifying glass. You know, what you focus on, you know, tends to grow in your perceptions, tends to grow in your eyes. And, and really where that whole sort of saying comes from, it comes from Proverbs 23 verse 7. Proverbs 23 verse 7 says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. In other words, what a man thinks about, he brings about in his life. Mm. Therefore, it follows what a man thinks about the most Man, he's going to bring about the most in his life. Man, he's going to bring about in abundance what he's thinking about the most. And so if we're constantly thinking about our problems, you know, if we're constantly thinking about our challenges, what they did to us, what's wrong with us, what's lacking with us, guess what? That's what we're going to bring about in abundance in our lives. Man, we're going to bring about lack in abundance in our lives. We're going to bring about deficiencies what in abundance in our lives. But we could make a different choice. Okay? And that's really what this whole, I believe this whole series is about. It's about choosing thanksgiving. Because thanksgiving is a choice. Man, we decide to be thankful. Amen. It's an absolute act of our will to choose to give thanks. And so when we choose thanksgiving, you know, by, by counting our blessings, you know, yeah. by stopping, looking back and counting our blessings, man, guess what? We're magnifying those blessings, man. You know, we're focusing on the good things that God has done yeah. for us. And man, there are many. We're focusing, you know, on the things that God has already taken us through, brought us through. You know, the many things that God has already helped us accomplish. And, and we know as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You know, what we think about the most, we bring about the most in our lives. And so as we're focusing on the good things of our lives, as we focus on all the blessings, man, and there's so many things we can be thankful for. Man. But as we focus on these things, man, these are the things that we begin to see in abundance in our lives. Last week we said this. We said, what you appreciate, appreciates. You know, what you appreciate will appreciate. When we learn to appreciate the things that we already have in our lives, the people, the relationships, the Man. good health that we already have in our lives, well, guess what? What we have will appreciate. Yeah. And so that's the power of counting your blessings. Man, that's the power, the exponential power of just being a, a people that give thanks. Amen. And we said, you know, earlier on that, you know, <coughs> counting your blessings, there's several things you can do uh, to count your blessings. I don't remember who it was, um, uh, but they, they have a big yard in their house, one of these preachers. They have a big yard in their house. And so what they do every time the Lord gives them a breakthrough, the Lord blesses them mm. with something, they go to the back of the yard and they pick up a rock and they write on it, healed me. Mm. And they put the rock back in the, in the yard. And uh, when they are faced with uh, challenging circumstances in life, all they have to do is to go to their backyard. So and they start picking up rocks. He healed so me. If he did it then, guess what? He'll, He'll do it again. again. And before they know it, we're talking about focus, right? Yeah. Before you know it, I mean, they have got this thing, this huge mountain that's staring them in the face. Yeah. But they, all they need is to take a trip down Thanksgiving. Come on. Amen. When you take a trip to Thanksgiving yard. Amen. Right? By the time they come back, hey, their mouth is just filled with hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. This is a, another piece of cake for you. 
God, you are so good. Remember the story of the uh, children of Israel in Second uh, uh, Chronicles, mm. chapter number 20. Mm. I'm not going to go there for the purposes uh-huh. of time, but okay. you can read it later on. Second Chronicles, chapter number 20. Mm. The children of Israel are in a fix. Mm. There's a three-alliance nation that's mm. coming against them to attack them. Yes. The Moabites, the Ammonites, and the Meunites. Mm. They're coming to attack, and they are completely, thoroughly outnumbered. And so, uh, Jehoshaphat, uh, goes and inquires from the Lord. He says, Lord, how are we going to handle this one? You know, I, I, need, I need the best, most updated uh, ammunition to win this. And the Lord answered that prayer. Man. The Lord said to him, listen, first thing you need to realize is, it's not even your battle. Wow. It's Amen. not even your battle. The battle is mine, uh, says the Lord. And he says, the second thing you need to realize is, you're going to win this. Oh, and to prove on. it, Here's what the Lord said to him. He said, I want you to uh, step into praise and thanksgiving. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to put the praise and worship us in front of the army. Mm. That's going to be your uh, latest technology in winning battles. Put the praise and worship us in front of the army. Put some people who know how to say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 And I was saying earlier on, it's interesting that after the Lord had told them to put the praise and worshipers in front of the army, the Lord also prescribed the song that he wanted them to sing. Yeah, that's awesome. Because sometimes if you just say sing, people will (laughs) sing unbelief. (laughs) Someone will start singing about what they're going. Today we're going to perish. We're going down. <laughs> oh, today we're going to perish. And the whole congregation will join in. Today we're going to perish. Oh, and people will be falling under the anointing. Today we're going to perish. And so the Lord, the, Lord, the Lord said, no, I don't want you to yeah. sing about what you're going through. Mm. Amen. I want you to sing about me. Amen. And they said, what's the song? The song is, the Lord is good and his mercies endure forever. Lord, Amen. when we finish singing that one, which other one can we sing? Sing the same one. Amen. Come on. Sing the same one. Amen. 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 And when they sang that one, they sang that one until they believed it. Amen. They sang that one until it was amplified and magnified. Yeah. And whatever you focus on, magnified. Whatever you ignore, shrinks. Come on. That's and so by good. the time you turn around, what problem? That's it. What Ammonites? Amen. What Ammonites? Amen. What Mayonites? It's just Amen. a piece of cake. How did they turn the situation around? Through praise and thanksgiving. Amen. 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 Man, you said, you know, we need to, we need to stop. You know, we need to look back and we need to count our blessings. Man, that's so powerful. You know, there was a hymn we used to sing a long, long ago. And I'm, I'm going to be gracious. I'm not going to sing it to you. Okay? I'm just going to say it. But the hymn went something like this. It says, count your blessings. And then it begins to say, name them one by one. Now, that's really powerful because in um, Psalm 100, verse, I believe it's verse 3, uh, another translation of this passage of Scripture, it says, be thankful and say so. You see, it's not good enough to just be thankful in your heart. You know, it's not just be good enough to just be thankful in your head. Man, we need to speak it out loud what we are thankful about. And so this hymn says, count your blessings. Man, it says, name them one by one. You know, sometimes we just need to sit back and say, man, Lord, 
Thank you for my life. Man, thank you that I made it through 2020, you know. <laughs> thank you, Lord, for all my blessings. And then I love that hymn because it says, it then carries on and it says, count your many blessings. Man, because there's something powerful about speaking out loud what you're really thankful for. How many of you have noticed that you just now can't stop, man? If we, I've asked to tell you, think of five things to be thankful for, right? Man, you could think of five. Actually, you can think of 10. You yeah. can think of 20. And yeah. so the psalm says, count your many blessings. You know, because as you begin to count your blessings, man, your blessings become many blessings. And then right. the, the hymn ends and it says, see what God has done. Man, see what God has done in your life. Come on. There's so many things we can be thankful for. Amen. Count your blessings. You know, there's a scripture that says, magnify the Lord. Come on. And for many years, I never understood, understand, how do you magnify uh, a God that is huge? You know, that, a God that is big. You know, a God that is grand. How do you magnify the Lord? Until I realized... You can magnify the Lord in your mind through thanksgiving. Come on. You can magnify the goodness of God in your life by stopping, looking back, counting your blessings, Amen. and being thankful. Amen. Someone say, stop. Stop. Look back. Look back. Count your blessings. Count your blessings. Amen. Amen. So that's number one. Mm. That's how you're going to live in contentment. Number can I, can two, I, I shared a scripture this morning. I think I, I, I really want to share it and then we can quickly okay. move forward. This is Philippians 4 verse 8 in the message translation. It's actually really powerful. And it says this. Paul says, summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, things noble, things reputable, things authentic, compelling, gracious, then he says, the best, not the worst. He says, the beautiful, not the ugly, not the ugly things that have been done to you, not the ugly things that they have been said about you, but focusing on the beautiful and not the ugly. He says, things to praise, not things to curse. Man. Now, to curse just means to speak badly of something, right? We're to focus on things that are to praise, not to speak badly or things that speak badly of someone. Amen. And then he says, put into practice what you've learned from me, what you've heard and saw and realized. Do that. And God who makes everything work together Man. will work you into his most excellent harmonies. Praise Amen. God. And so that's number one, uh, how you live, you know, in, in a place of contentment. You stop and you look back. And what else? You count oh, your blessings. blessings. Number two. How do you live in a place of contentment? You do it this way. Live your life divorced from people's opinion. Let me say that one more time. Live your life divorced from people's opinion. Let's go and read First uh, Corinthians chapter number 4. Uh, and we're going to read from verse 2 to 3. Let's do it in the NIV. Okay, perfect. Now it is, that, now it is required that those who have given a trust must prove faithful. I care very little. Now, this is the Apostle Paul's uh, perspective when it comes to his, his assignment, what God has called him to do. The first thing he wants you to realize is there is a requirement for anyone who has been made a steward of the Lord to become faithful. 
The second thing you ought to do is to take his advice in uh, verse, verse 2, oh. verse 3. Watch what he says in verse 3 when it comes to what people think about him as Paul and what God has called him to do. You can read. He says, I care very little. Did you hear that? Mm. Mm. How much? Very He says, little. man, I care very, very little. little. He says, I care very little if I am judged by you. Or in other words, I care very little what people say about me or what people think about me. Come on. Amen. Did you read that? And watch what else he says. He says, oh, to be judged by any human court. See, if you care too much what people think about you or their opinions, you're going to be imprisoned in the court of, uh, of uh, people's opinion. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's a prison of uh, people's opinion. What do you think about me? Did, did they like mm. me? Do you like my smile? Did you like my preaching? Did you like my preaching? Did I, can I do, 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 do you like my card? Man, the apostle Paul says, I care for When it comes to that, my care is very little. Did you read that? Hunt your neighbor and ask them, how much do you care about what people think about you? Man, we ought to change our vocabulary. We ought to change our vocabulary when it comes to this. You can't constantly be worrying about, there's a software. I wrote this statement while I was preparing. The Holy Spirit gave me this thing. Uh, there's a software you can run, two softwares that you can run that we need to corrupt and uninstall today. The first one is of being uh, 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 at a place where you're constantly comparing, uh, uh, not comparing, you're constantly worrying about what people mm. think about you. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's something And else. the Apostle Paul here says, I care very little if I am judged by you or by any human court. Indeed, I do not even judge myself. Come on. The Apostle Paul says, my own opinion about me doesn't even matter. Yeah. You know why? Because there's only one opinion that matters. Amen. And it's the opinion of God Amen. about me. Amen. And God is pleased with me. Come on. Amen. Man, you can shout the same about you. Someone Amen. shout, God, God is pleased with me. Is pleased Someone with shout, me. I am accepted. I am accepted. In the beloved. In the beloved. Someone shout, I'm fearfully. I'm fearfully. And wonderfully. And wonderfully. Made. Made. Now turn to your neighbor and tell them, and there ain't nothing you can do about and it. There is nothing you can do about it. Come on. They can't change it. Yep. They, they can't, can't change, change it. it. Yep. Amen. Yep. And that's the ID you need to be acquainted with. Amen. See, the problem with the body of Christ is we are trying to, we are walking around with the wrong ID. Mm. You know, if you look at your ID uh, book, your ID mm. book, that thing has got what, uh, 13 uh, uh, numbers, mm. 13 digits on it. And uh, I, I, man, I, why did they put the year you were born as a person <laughs> on your... On your, man, I'm walking, play, I'm walking into places trying to be cool and young and fly. And, and they say, yeah, say, but what's your ID number? <laughs> and I'm like 75. They're like, oh, whoa. <laughs> Why did you say 75? You're old. <laughs> but here's the deal is that we need to be acquainted with mm. the real ID. Mm. Amen. Of the word of God. Absolutely. Our true identity in Christ. Mm. Now, if someone came to you and asked you your name, what's your name? Uh, Pastor Henry says, well, my name is Henry. If they turned around and said, no, it's not, it's Samuel. What are you going to do? 
you know, hey, listen, I already told you, my name is what? Henry. And at some point, you're going to say, you know what? Psst, leave me alone. <laughs> now, here's the problem is that when you're not acquainted with what your ID says, you can walk around saying, you know, my name is prosperity. And they say, no, no, it's not. Mm. I think it's poverty. You're like, mm. really? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, maybe. It's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you start to change your name to yeah. something that God never called you Amen. because you haven't become acquainted mm. with your, hey, I'm the healed of the Lord. What's Amen. your name? I'm the healed Come of the on. Lord. And they Amen. say, no, no, you're not. You've got, you've got this little thing and it's incurable. Oh, yeah, maybe that's my new name. No, yeah. that's not your new name. Your new name is who God says Amen. you are. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You Amen. Know, Amen. I said Amen. Amen. Now, your identity is not determined by your circumstances. Nope. Absolutely. Your I, see, if he goes outside, Pastor Henry, and he decides to change his car, he drives a very nice car. If he decides to change it and drive a different, he's still going to be Henry. Mm. You know why? Because his identity is not determined by what he drives. Mm. You see, in the church, mm. we've got it twisted. Yep. Your you're trying to get your identity married to how much you have in your bed. Mm. God never said you are truly accepted in the beloved if you have a million rand in your account. Mm. He said you are truly accepted in the beloved Full because stop. of what Jesus did on Full the cross. Stop. Amen. And so we have a bunch of Christians who ought to walk around with a healthy self-esteem. They're running around getting into all kinds of debt they shouldn't mm. to try and impress people mm. so that people can change their mm. opinions of who... Mm. Yeah. Maybe I should move on. Yeah, that's, 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 yeah. yeah. no, no. no oh, you're, you're preaching it's good. It's getting strong. No, you're preaching real well. It's getting real <laughs> strong. You're preaching really good. I've got this to add. I've got this to add. You know, at the end of the day, you know, what other people think about you is actually none of your business. Amen. Okay? Man, we say it's, it's nanya. Amen. It's absolutely none of your business what other people think about you. So you're probably asking me, what is my business then? Well, your business is to not only know, but to be fully persuaded about what God thinks about you. Amen. Because PT says that's the only opinion that matters. Hallelujah. And I'm going to add, that's the only opinion that is true. The only opinion that will never change. You know, for many years, I grew up thinking I was ugly. Children used to call me Chippo the Hippo. And so I used to think I was ugly until I got a hold of the truth of the word of God. Amen. And God told me that he had beautified me with salvation. And that is the opinion that mattered to me and still matters to me. Amen. Man, people may have picked you last. Maybe you're never even picked for teams. Doesn't matter because God says he accepts you. In fact, God says he has accepted you in the beloved. Hallelujah. What Hallelujah. people think about you is none of your business. Amen. Don't make it your business. Don't make it your stress. Don't make it part of your identity. Because, because it is not. Your identity, your true worth, your man, you are so valuable. You are worth, you were worth Jesus dying for you. There's nothing that's more valuable than that. Come on. Man, I want to tell someone here today, man, who's been told that they're a mistake, that they've been told that they are worthless. Man, you were worth Jesus' blood. Come on. 
You were with Jesus suffering the most horrific death. Man, if you were the only person alive on the earth 2,000 years ago, man, Jesus would have still just come and died for you. That's how much you're loved. Come on, some, someone say, I am accepted, I am accepted. In, the in the beloved. Someone say, I am loved. I am loved. I am loved. I am loved. With a love that never ends. And there is nothing that can separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And so, before you, 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 you know, you try to get your self-esteem from the car you drive, or the clothes you wear, or your next hairstyle, realize you're already, you're already accepted in the beloved. Amen. Amen. Man, I'm telling you, I, you know, I get strong about this because, you know, um, my younger uh, a daughter, you know, I was taking her, dropping her at school. And, uh, you know, I'm dropping her off at school and she says to me, uh, Dad, when I grow up, I want to get a different hair. I said, what are you talking about? She said, because I want, I want hair like that, that person. It's straight, yeah, you like know. Linda's hair. I said, man, <laughs> I said, man. God made you the way you are, mm. and he loves you the mm. way you are, mm. and your hair is the best in the world. Mm. Mm. I said, we can dreadlock your hair. Mm. <laughs> she said, yeah, you're right, dad. <laughs> but here's the key, is that don't ever try to get contentment from outside. Mm. It's an inward state. Mm. Amen. That never changes. Amen. Can I get an amen? amen. Let's read John 5.44. We're going to read mm-hmm. that, and then we're going to speed read all the way uh, through to the other scriptures that I have so we can wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Man, time is flying. Mm-hmm. I don't have any more time uh, to share what I really wanted to share. Let's read John um, 5.44 in the NLT, if you will, uh, Mandy. John 5.44 in the NLT. Okay. And so Jesus is, is getting ready to show us, uh, you know, a, a spanner in the works when it comes to functioning in your faith, uh, something that can trip up your faith. How many of you would like to know what that is so you can function in faith? And, and watch what Jesus says about, I mean, this thing can trip up your faith. Listen yeah. to what he says. Yeah. Jesus says, no wonder you can't believe. Mm-hmm. You know, he was trying to figure out. What could be the reason why these people are struggling to function in faith? Mm. And he got to this conclusion. No wonder you can't believe. Mm. For you gladly honor each other, but you don't care about the honor that comes from the one who alone is God. Mm. You know, you care about the opinions of others, what this one thinks about you and what that one thinks about you. And you care very little about the big one Mm. that matters. Mm. And Jesus is saying, when you are that way, it's going to trip your faith up. Amen. You're going to struggle to function in faith. Okay. Amen. Amen. Okay. Let's go to the third one. Let's go to the third one. How to maintain an inward state of contentment. Number three, stop with the comparisons. Mm. Unhealthy people or unhappy people have a subconscious software of comparing themselves to others. Mm. 
Did you hear what I said? Mm. I said unhappy people have a subconscious software. It's an inward software. We need to uninstall it. Uh, it's a, it's a, a software that is constantly running. They don't even know it. Mm. This thing is constantly running, and it's, it's constantly uh, uh, pushing them in the direction of comparison. They're always comparing themselves to others. And therefore... These kind of people, they cannot genuinely celebrate someone else. Mm -mm. You, you invite them over to your house for a housewarming. In their mind, they're thinking, oh, okay, it's got three bedrooms. Mine has got two. So <laughs> I lost. I lost this one. I lost this one. Yeah, yeah I lost yeah. this one. Man, it's, it's terrible. I lost this one. They, 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 they're eating your food. You invited them, right, at a housewarming party. Mm -hmm. They're supposed to celebrate, but they can't. Yep. Because it's an inward software that, you know, you invite them to your... Uh, uh, what do they call the engagement party? They're sitting there. Oh yeah, my boyfriend. My boyfriend is better than yours. They, yeah, my. my I want this one. <laughs> they don't even realize, but it's an, it's an, it's a, it's a trap of the enemy. Uh huh. Yeah. So they're constantly. There are people like this yeah. who are just constantly comparing themselves yeah. to, to, to other people. And therefore, they can't genuinely celebrate mm -mm. other people's no. success. Mm -mm. Because this comparison thing, it trips them yeah, up. It's a trap. And sure. so what do you do? You do this. Don't hate. Someone say don't hate. Don't hate. Celebrate. Celebrate. You start to train yourself to celebrate others. Come on. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. I said amen. No, absolutely. Because you can't manifest in your life what you can't celebrate in other people's lives. Right? You can't manifest in your life what you're jealous and envying in someone else's life. Because what you're really doing is you're programming your mind against that thing. You know, you may want a promotion. But by hating on someone else because they've gotten their promotion, what you're doing is you're programming your mind against the promotion. In fact, I, I, I looked up a, a few interesting statistics, well, science, um, where, where, you know, while I was doing some research. And this is really what happens. So when you do something that you enjoy, you know, when you do something that makes you happy, what happens is you're releasing what are called happy hormones. You know, and, and some of these hormones are called dopamine, dopamine, okay? And, and, and what happens is the brain then records dopamine as a good thing. And so when you celebrate and the dopamine are released, you know, the brain, what it does is it tells the brain that what Buying you're doing is, is good. good, you know? The brain is saying, okay, let's do it again. So when you celebrate someone else's house, yeah. when you celebrate someone else for getting a promotion... What your brain, the happy hormone is released, remember? And what the brain it's is saying or actually. is being programmed to say and to think and to release is that, man, new cars are good. Yeah. New houses are good. Man, promotions are good. We love promotions. We like promotions. We want to get promotions. Okay. Of course, the flip side is true. You know, when you do something that you don't like, when you do something that just makes you, eh, you know, you know that thing, the eh, feeling in your, inside of you. When you do that, what, what, the, what the science says is that the unhappy hormone is released. Okay, yeah. kind of happy, unhappy. Anyway, the ha unhappy hormone is released, right? And now this release of this unhappy hormone gets recorded by your brain as let's not do that. Promotions are deadly. Man, so when someone gets promoted and you wanted to get promoted and you didn't get promoted, man, and you hate on them for getting promoted, well, 
well, the unhappy hormone is released, your brain records this as, let's not get promoted. We don't like promotions. We, like we hate promotions. I'm not getting promoted. Man, and that's what you're going to see in your life. So the solution is simple. Don't hate. Genuinely celebrate. Genuinely be happy for people. And I've learned one thing. I mean, I've learned. That man, God is not a respecter of persons. Man, what he can do for one person, he can most certainly do for me, man. Another thing I've learned is that there is more than enough for all of us. Man, there are more than enough promotions for all of us. There are more than enough houses for all of us. There are more than enough cars for all of us. Man, don't hate. Don't hate. Man, celebrate. You know, God's got your promotion in the bag too. You know, we get excited when people get promoted. We get excited when people get elevated in in ministry because it means promotion is in our neighborhood. Yeah! It means promotion is coming to us too. The postman is coming. Amen. The postman's coming too. Yes. Amen. Come on. I used to Uh, wait for the postman. Uh, I remember uh, that year I did so badly. Uh, And I mean, the school that I went to, they would (laughs) never give us the the reports because they knew, you know, just, just don't... So they would post them. <laughs> and that year, that term I did so badly. Man, I waited for the postman. <laughs> I waited for him 17 come? days straight. And finally, he came okay. and handed that uh, report into my hands. <laughs> and I said, praise the Lord. <laughs> Man, my parents never found that thing. <laughs> said, maybe they didn't send maybe, reports maybe, this term. Maybe they didn't, you know. They didn't have exams this year. See, my, my kids can't, can't <laughs> trick me like that. We've got, inter- we've got email now. Yeah, they, make, yeah, yeah. they can trick me. <laughs> All right, we're going to read Second anyway. Corinthians, Corinthians 10, 12, and we're going to wrap it up there. Amen. I want to, let me talk to poor people. If you are poor and you see someone rich, celebrate. Amen. It's the only way you're going to break out of it. Amen. Don't be sitting there talking about, yeah, maybe they stole that money. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be sitting there talking about, yeah, you know, they bring their big, you know, those big nice cars, five-liter engine. They bring, you know, when they press that thing, you can feel it in your heart. It touches you in your soul. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be sitting there finding, you know, a reason to poke holes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's a fuel guzzler. Who said they're going to ask you to buy them (laughs) Yep. No, no, I'm being real. Mm -hmm. This is what keeps poor people, this Mm. is what keeps poor people stuck. Mm. They're always critical about rich people. And essentially, they're releasing an unhappy hormone that says being wealthy is not good. Mm. And they stay stuck in the same neighborhood. Listen, if you see someone with something nice, celebrate. Come on. Find it in your heart to say, come on. Praise the Lord. You, and Jesus. what you're doing is you're changing the way you think. Amen. And God is That's bringing powerful. you into a space where you start thinking in abundance. That's so powerful. Amen. Amen. I said amen. amen. We're going to read this one more uh, verse and then we will, we will wrap it up. Uh, we are already far uh, above our time. Okay. Uh, well, it's 2 Corinthians 10 verse 10, 12. 12. Yeah. I'm going to read it in the NIV. It NIV, says, we yeah. do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves, Hmm. when they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. And so we see here through Scripture that comparing ourselves amongst ourselves is not wisdom. 
The only thing you should compare yourself against as a benchmark is your true identity in Amen. Christ. That's your benchmark. Amen. Amen. Mm. When you start to compare yourselves uh, amongst yourselves, mm. it's, it's not wise because you end up at one of two conclusions. Mm. The first one is, if you compare yourself amongst people that you deem mm. uh, of a less you know, a value, you're going to come up with a superiority mm. uh, complex. And uh, if you compare yourself uh, with people that you deem of higher value, you're going to come out with an inferiority complex. And none of the complexes glorify God. Mm. A superiority complex, the sense of feeling like you're better than other people, yeah. it doesn't glorify God. The feeling of, you know, a, a, a sense of feeling that you're less than somebody else, it does not glorify God. Mm. And so when you start comparing yourselves amongst yourselves, it's not going to end in giving God the glory. Mm. In fact, that word wise, whether the scripture says those who compare themselves among themselves, says are not wise. That word wise is the Greek word sophos. It not only means wise, but it also means enlightened, it means sharp, it means bright. And so, uh, put another way, comparing yourself with another person, comparing yourself amongst yourself is not the wisest thing you can do. Yeah. It's not the sharpest thing you can do. And it's most, not, most certainly not the brightest thing that you can do. You know, because really there are two outcomes that are guaranteed. Yeah. You're either feeling superior to someone or inferior to someone. None of them glorify God. And in fact, both of them result in you living well below God's very best for your life. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, and, 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 you know, just so you can be uh, safe and feel good about yourselves, this, what, I'm, what we're teaching about this morning, I mean, it cuts right through from the pulpit to the pews. Yep. Yep. You know, I hang out a lot around ministers and pastors. Mm -hmm. Oh, shakazul. Pastors. <laughs> oh, man. Pastors, I didn't see that one coming. Pastors are always <laughs> comparing themselves amongst themselves. Man, it's crazy. Man, you show up into some of those pastoral meetings, they say, yeah, so how many people do you pastor? What does that matter? <laughs> what does that matter? And so what I tell them is I pastor between 300 and 10,000. <laughs> they say, how many people do you pastor? I pastor between 300 and 10,000. Go figure. Yeah. Because they're trying to place you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're trying to see if they're superior mm. or inferior. Mm. And I don't like hanging out with people that I just, you know. Mm. Man, it's not about having a big church. It's about building big people. Amen. Amen. Jesus at a church of 12. Amen. Man, we focus on the wrong mm. things. Mm. And we always end up in trouble. Number two. Did I give you number one? Number one was, if you compare, you're either going to come out feeling superior or inferior. And both does not glorify God. Number two, it's a mockery to who God has created you to be. Do you realize that when God created you, he threw away the mold? As soon as he finished creating you, he threw away the mold. Amen. And the, I was saying in the first service, your significance mm. is not in your similarity to another. Mm. Your significance is in your difference from another. Mm. Man, that's you good. only really need it when you are you. Man, that's so good. 
Anyway, it's hard work trying to be someone else. Why would you even try to do? It's way too much work trying to be someone else. It's exhausting. Amen. It's exhausting. And I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's futile to compare yourselves to someone else because we are literally incomparable. Man, we absolutely, we just cannot be compared. Mm. I like Ephesians 2 verse 10 in the NLT. And it's put, it says this. It says, for we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do all the good things he planned us to do long ago. Wow. Now, it's interesting in the art world, you know, they say one of the things or two of the things that, that distinguish a masterpiece is simply this. Number one, a masterpiece is unique, and a masterpiece is what? Is original. Man, that's powerful. Because what God is telling us in this passage of Scripture, Mm. Ephesians 2 verse 10, is He's telling us that you and I, we are God's masterpieces. In other words, we are not ordinary. Man, we're not even average. We are unique, man, and we are original. God created each and every single one of us uniquely on purpose. Get this, for a very unique and specific purpose. Don't compare yourself. Don't settle for living a copied life. You know, they also say in the art world that the original is more valuable than the copy. Hmm. And so we are born originals, every single one of us. But many people die living lives as a copy. Come on, someone say, I'm not going to settle. I'm not going to settle. Living my life. Living my life. As a copy. Living. You are valuable. Stop settling for living your life as an imitation of someone else. Stop settling for living your life as a copy of someone else. Man, you are so unique if you could just see that. If you could just see that God created you. He carefully put you together because he knew that there are people that only you and you alone have been specifically designed to reach, to influence, and to impact. Man, you are unique. You know, they say that there are no two fingerprints on this earth that are like. And I thought that's so profound because out of the billions and billions and billions of people that have come and gone on this earth, there are no two fingerprints that are alike. You know, I've also heard there are no faces that are alike. There are absolutely no two faces that are alike. I remember reading this um, statistic and saying, but, that's, but what's, a, what's in a face? You know, a face is just what, eyeballs, two eyeballs, a nose, two ears. I mean, how complicated could that be? But even in that whole complexity, God still saw to us that we were created uniquely. God still saw to us that our faces were unique. Man, that's God screaming individuality. That's God just screaming that we are unique. Amen. And so please, church, I I exhort you. Stop living your life as a copy. Come on. You are incomparable. You cannot be compared. There is no one else on this earth who has called to do the things that you've been called to do but you. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. And the last one uh, is this. You know, when you start comparing yourselves, Uh it will make you ditch your race and join the wrong lane. So usually they say the grass is greener at the dubes. What do they say? Keeping up with the (laughs) Joneses. With the Joneses. You know, they they say it's spray paint. That's what they say. When when you hop over and you get to the dubes, you realize, ah, (laughs) 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 the grass wasn't really green. It was turf. (laughs) It was fake turf. (laughs) But here's what I want to say. 
<laughs> is that God has called you to run your race mm. that you only can run. Mm. The danger so with comparison is that while you're running your race at your pace, mm. I used to do this mm. a lot. You know, we would go uh, uh, and run uh, races. Uh, so we went to run this one, uh, the the Valentine's race. That it was a bunch of us. We went to um, not not the state city one. There was the one in Randburg mm. where it was raining. Mm. Yeah, it was a bunch of us from church. Mm. We went there, and it was Sipo's first uh, race yeah. running. And so we all went to the front. <laughs> you know, we wanted to start to the front, but we all knew that. I mean, we shouldn't be keeping up with the people in the front. I mean, <laughs> with with, with uh, keeping up with the dudes, you know, we, we shouldn't. Be. You know, just run your own race. We want to yeah. be in the front just so yeah. you can be free. You know. Yeah. And uh, so Sipo didn't get the memo. <laughs> you thought that it was a race. And so, <laughs> on your marks, get set, go. <laughs> I mean, Sipo. <laughs> I mean, Sipo took off. I mean, he's flying. I mean, he, he ran that thing. True story. He ran that thing yeah, in 47 fast. minutes. Uh, now, that's flying. Mm. That's an average of four minutes every kilometer. He's yeah, flying. Now, you know, me and the crew, we crossed the line one hour, you know, 15 minutes. That's like a solid 45 minutes after Sipo had crossed yeah. the, the finish line. Yeah. And so Sipo is dry. Hey, bro, what, what happened? <laughs> He's like, man, I thought we were supposed to keep up with those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guy, I mean, he, he's about to pass out. He's like, man, I've never run <laughs> like this. He said, no, dude, you were keeping up with the wrong people. <laughs> when it comes to this race, run your own Praise. Mm. Don't try to keep up with someone. Mm -mm. You know, see, comparison is dangerous. It'll get you to. I used to do that. I'd go to the race mm. and I'd pick someone who's a little older than me. You know, <laughs> sixty years old. Uh -uh, don't don't even compare them. And I'll tell myself, you know, there is no way mm -mm. in hell mm -mm. I'm losing mm -mm. to her. Mm -mm. <laughs> Now, I don't know what she's been doing exactly. to prepare for the race. I don't know what she's been eating. Uh, what it does. I don't know how many races run. she's run. Yeah. All I'm going with is what's on the outside. <laughs> and then, <laughs> man, after two kilometers, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I need to find someone else. <laughs> and so I say all of this to say, don't ditch your race. Amen. Somebody else over there may look like they're flying. Run the race God has called you to run mm. and find your contentment in that Amen. race. Enjoy Amen. it. Amen. Man, it will be wild driving the garden route Amen. to Cape Town and you're just so obsessed with getting to Cape Town. Yeah. <laughs> Man, enjoy the scenery. Mm. Just enjoy every step. Stop, look back and do what? Count your blessings mm. and look around and enjoy mm. and smell the coffee. Why don't you stand Amen. on your feet? We're going to pray. Amen. That's so good. Amen. Thank, thank you, you, Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Someone Lord. shout, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Someone shout, <laughs> I am. I am. Fearfully. Fearfully. And wonderfully made. And wonderfully made. Someone shout, I am content. I am content. Right where I am. Right where I am. I know you have dreams and aspirations. I know that. We know that. Thank you, Father. But you can be content Amen. with those dreams and aspirations. Amen. You can be content right where you are. Wake up every single morning and shout, thank you, Jesus, Amen. for where I am. I know I have a destiny. Amen. 
But Lord, I thank you for where I am. Amen. So we're going to pray for you this morning. Amen. And I want you to receive this prayer Amen. of contentment. Amen. Father, we just want to thank you for today. Lord, we just want to thank you for this word. Father, we want to thank you, um, you know, that even where we are right now, even in the season, you know, that we find ourselves in right now, Father, we thank you for contentment. Father, we thank you just for just being content, you know, with who you created us to be, with where you have placed us. Yes, you know, Lord. Father, we know that, you know, we, you know, we can never move to the next season in life if we're hating where we are right now. Yes, Lord. And so, Father, we just, we, we really, really repent. You know, we repent from being um, discontent. Yes, Lord. Um, I, I feel so strongly about where we are right now, mm. where we are right now. And I just want to, I want to say this, yeah, you, you, you know, we can, we can never, God, God wants to take you to the next level. Yes, Lord. You know, he wants to take you and usher you into a new season, you know, but the, the, you're limiting him. And what's limiting him is you despising where you are right now. Thank you, Jesus. You know, the Bible says, do not despise the days of small beginnings. You know, the Bible says, do not despise the days of of humble beginnings. Yes, you know, Lord. It says the Lord rejoices to see the work has begun. Yes, Lord. And so I want to share with someone this morning that, man, the Lord is rejoicing. You know, that you have dared to believe Him. Yes, Lord. That you have stepped out in faith that every single morning you wake up, every single morning you go to that job, every single morning you open up your business for business, he is rejoicing. He is well pleased. Yes, Lord. He is well pleased. I, I'm yes. going to repeat that because someone really needs to hear this. I believe it's a business owner. God is saying that he is well pleased. Yes, Lord. And that is the only opinion that should matter. Thank you, Jesus. And so, Father, we just thank you for this business owners. We thank you for the entrepreneurs that are represented here in this house this morning online. Father, we thank you for your grace. Yes, that Lord. you have graced them for this race of entrepreneurship. Yes, you Lord. have graced them for this race of being business owners. And so, Father, we just release a grace. Father, we thank you that they will not grow weary of doing good. Yes, Lord. They will not grow weary of waking up another day and putting their hands to that business. Yes, they will not grow weary in opening up that business. Man, in speaking to customers, they will not stop. They will not grow weary because we know in due season they will reap an immense harvest if they do not fail. And so right now I just release um, an, an anointing to not give up. Man, I just release a grace of not quitting, yes, of not stopping, of keeping on going, of walking and pushing through the offense, pushing through the pain, you know, pushing through the, the, the numbers. You're watching them. Uh -uh. But you have, you have a grace to push through, to believe God. Another day, believe Him. Believe Him in the name of Jesus. And I just speak next level. 
I speak next level. I speak new levels for every single entrepreneur, business owner, visionary. New levels. New levels. As we raise a thanksgiving this morning, as we raise a prayer of thanksgiving, I speak new levels. New levels. Father, I thank you. I thank you for every single person represented under the sound of my voice and their families. Father, I thank you for every single person represented in the sphere of business and marketplace. I pray for those in, 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 in jobs. I pray specifically for those who have submitted CVs. Right now, I just speak the favor of God over your CV. I call your CV irresistible. Your CV is irresistible. As ants gather, gather to um to a you know when you've got like a a, 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 a cream soda and it's like open, actually, and you see bees actually gather to that, they just can't stop. The cream soda is irresistible. I speak that over you. If you've submitted your CV, and uh, uh, some of you have submitted CVs, if you have submitted your CV, like those bees are just being drawn to that Coca-Cola, that cream soda, man, your future employers are being drawn to your CV. You are irresistible. We speak this in the name of Jesus. I speak grace for those that are called to be in the government. I speak grace for those that are called to be on the mountain of government. I speak this over someone watching. I just speak wisdom. I speak influence. I see your voice being amplified. I see a loudspeaker in your mouth. I see it. And your voice in the government is getting louder and louder and louder. And so I want to say to you, don't stop. Yes, Lord. This country needs you. Man, God, God has graced you. Yes, Lord. Your voice is getting louder. It's being amplified yes, for impact. The good news of Jesus is being amplified through the halls of the government through you. I speak to those called in the arenas of education. I speak to those who God has graced. Who God has graced. To, to, um, to create curriculums for the next generation. Yes, In fact, I'm not only speaking about secular schools. I'm speaking for those that God has called to write curriculums for kids' ministries. Yes, I speak grace over you. Yes, I speak grace over you. Yes, I say don't disqualify yourself. There are some of you right now who have been uniquely called to write kids' church curriculums. Kids' church curriculums. Kids' church books that are just filled with love, filled with the balance between faith and grace. You know, kids' church stuff that doesn't teach law. Kids' church stuff that teaches grace. You know, so that our children can see the love, the grace of God. And so I speak it over you. Man, don't disqualify yourself. I can see someone in your heart. You're saying right now, God's given me these ideas, but I don't know a thing about kids. Some of you are saying, I don't even have kids. And I'm saying, that won't stop God. God has already graced you. 
And so I speak that grace over you. I speak a stepping out and and stepping out in faith over you. And man, I decree and I declare and I speak over those that have been called into the mountains of arts and entertainment, those that have been called into the media uh, sphere of influence, the, the family sphere of influence. Man, I speak to those that have been called into ministry into the five-fold ministry. Yes, Lord. Father, I thank you that you have a destiny for them yes, that is without rival. Yes, Lord. That cannot be compared. Yes, Lord. And so, Father, as they step out, as they step out into your call, as they step out and serve faithfully, Father, I thank you, man, that you are revealing to their hearts the uniqueness of their ministry. The uniqueness of what you've called them to do. Man, I'm speaking to someone and I'm saying God has a message for you. Yes, Lord. Man, God has a message for you that's not like Pastor Tafara's message. That's not like my message. That's not like anyone else's message. Yes, it's Lord. a message that only you and you alone can deliver. Yes, and so I just speak a grace over you, my sister. Thank you, Lord. My sister. Because women are called to ministry too. Don't let your gender limit what God wants to do through you. Don't let your age limit what God wants you to do through you. I just speak a grace over you in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, I just thank you. I just thank you for releasing, releasing this grace. Man, as I prayed in the first service, I'm going to speak it over our faithful church worship in this service. Father, I thank you for your anointing of divinely inspired songs that are going to come out of this house. Father, I thank you for a supernatural download. Man, you've, you've, you've already given us songs, hmm, but we ain't seen nothing yet. I thank you for a supernatural download of songs from heaven. I thank you for songs that will change the atmospheres. Man, I thank you for songs that people will play in restaurants. Mashi, in restaurants. People are going to be playing songs, your songs, the choir songs, in restaurants. In restaurants and in the marketplace. Because these songs are just so divinely, they're so good. They're so uh, changing of the atmosphere. They're so encouraging. And so, Father, I just thank you. I thank you for this house. Father, I just thank you for your goodness. I thank you for every single person under the sound of my voice. Father, I thank you for those that are sick. I thank you that they are healed right now. They are healed. We call them the healed of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you even those who are still anxious, fearful, stressed out. Right now, we rebuke anxiety. We rebuke stress and fear in this place. Uh -uh. There is no place and there is no space for fear, anxiety, worry in Faithful Church. In fact, in everyone connected to us by blood, in our children's lives, there is no fear. And so, Father, we just thank you for doing it. We thank you, Lord, that you're so faithful. Father, we thank you for your grace. Yes, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And we all say amen. And amen and amen and amen. Come on. Why don't we give God a big shout, eh? He's amazing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right, before we before we go, just a quick reminder. The next 60 days. Uh, what are we doing? We're fasting. What are we fasting? 
Yeah, so we're fasting from complaining. So the entire month of December, the entire month of January, you catch yourself trying to complain about weather. Ooh, I'm fasting. You can, you can come back in February, but hey, I'm fasting. Complain about traffic. Ooh, I'm fasting. No complaints, yeah. Can we get that commitment? No complaints, December and January. You're not complaining about anything. What are we doing? We're giving God the glory. We love you guys. God bless you. Remember these words from 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. We love you. God bless you. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.